0: On this, on this episode, episode of JR the P breaking news a major win for the freedom convoy 2022 freedom convoy 2022 as y'all can see i am a supporter um i marched uh in the downtown protests in toronto Canada during the whole lockdown, COVID. This is an article from NationalPost.com. Court rules Liberals' use of Emergencies Act was unjustified, unreasonable.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, Justin Trudeau. I wear blackface. I steal from charities. I pretend to be gay just to get votes.
0: Deo. Me say deo. Daylight come and me one go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. In the world of comedy. Armageddon, yeah, Armageddon, the stand-up comedy special by Ricky Gervais, um, that dropped on Netflix recently, um, I watched it, hey, very enjoyable, um, top-notch stand-up comedian Ricky Gervais, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle made some comments recently and got into a bit of a stage kerfuffle with a fellow comedian, D. Ray Davis, in regards to some of the statements
2: that Cat Williams made on the Club Shae Shae Podcast. You know, what's going on Atlanta? You know, it's raining, it's sleeting, it's snowing, a pimp don't know what to wear. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: Fucking Chappelle went off. Uh, We didn't really go off. Um, Let me tell you here, so. Wagwan. What's happening, folks? It's your chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, Reporting live for duty on this magnificent January 26th in the year of our Lord, 2024. Welcome and bienvenue to... Jonathan Ramchuran, the podcast. What's happening, folks? Fresh new gimmick, you know? January 2024, baby. Let's get it. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast, that is, this is a show where I gob, gab, squawk, and blab about Myself, in order to relate to you all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Yeah, like I always um, encourage, I'm going to be a part of your will someday. You could put me in your will, you know. My show, we touch on current events, politics, entertainment, my own trials and tribulations, and it's quite meaningful. To the listener, to the viewer. So much so that on their deathbed, you know, their fake phony family members, you know, they gather around and they're crying. <sighs> <sighs> He's dead. Then they read the will. Motherfucker! He left everything to Jonathan Ramcharan of Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast, that is. That's how significant my show is. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, clips available on Rumble, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, janathan janathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. That's right. Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Hot. I'm telling you, boy. When you get squawking under them, when you get squawking under them lights, boy, it gets hot. Okay. Breaking news. A major win for the Freedom Convoy 2022. Freedom Convoy 2022. As you all can see, I am a supporter. Um, I marched uh, in the downtown protests in Toronto, Canada during the whole lockdown, COVID, COVID twenty twenty two, but I but I'm getting ahead of myself. The Freedom Convoy twenty twenty two, everybody knows about this. Everyone's heard about it. The truckers of Canada protested on the steps of our government in in Ottawa, Canada. They protested. In February of 2022. Well, they have just got a major win. So I have a news article for you here. This is an article from nationalpost.com. Court rules liberals use of emergencies act was unjustified, unreasonable. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the act in the wake of trucker convoy protests in downtown Ottawa in February 2022. Justin Trudeau.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, Justin Trudeau. I wear blackface. I steal from charities. I pretend to be gay just to get votes.
0: Dayo, me say dayo. Daylight come and me one go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. Just a real wet blanket, wet behind the ears. Makes you sick to your stomach. Anyway, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the act in the wake of trucker convoy protests in downtown Ottawa in February 2022. Ottawa. The Liberal government's decision... The The Liberal government's decision to invoke the Emergencies Act in response to the 2022 Freedom Convoy protests was unreasonable, unjustified, and violated the charter the federal court has ruled. In a lengthy ruling published Tuesday, Federal Federal Court Justice Richard Mosley found that Though the Freedom Convoy protests in early 2022 were causing harm to Canada's economy trade and commerce, they did not rise to the level of a threat to national security as defined by the law. Mosley sided with civil liberties groups who argued the Liberal government went beyond its powers, violated the Charter, and was not justified in the historic invocation of the Emergencies Act in February 2022. I have concluded that the decision to issue the proclamation of the Emergencies Act does not bear the hallmarks of reasonableness, justification, transparency, and intelligibility, and was not justified mosley wrote he wrote that it was unintelligible he declared that it was unintelligible did you hear that i have concluded that the decision to issue the proclamation of the emergencies act does not bear the hallmarks of reasonable reasonableness reasonableness justification transparency and intelligibility it was not justified mosley wrote the judge The judge. The judge of the, uh, I don't know, some high court of Canada. You know, I'm a Canuck, eh? Some high court judge, of the federal ju- federal justice, Richard Mosley, declared the Emergencies Act in- intelligible. Inintelligible. You know, Justin Trudeau's a fucking ignoramus. Fucking... Doorknob? Intelligible douche? On the same day, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland, that crescent moon-faced fuck. I can't stand that woman. She just looks evil. Christia Freeland. On the same day, Deputy Prime Minister crescent moon-faced Christia Freeland, said the government did not agree with Mosley's decision and promised to appeal it. She got a real crescent moon face. Not that I'm... Not that that bears much point to anything, but just, just for the record. She has a crescent moon face that Christia Freeland. She looks like a miserable woman. Nasty, nasty woman. On the same day, Deputy Prime Minister Chrystia Freeland said the government did not agree with Mosley's decision and promised to appeal it.
1: The public safety of Canadians was under threat. Our national security, which includes our national economic security, was under threat, she said. I was convinced at the time. I was. It was the right thing to do. It was the necessary thing to do. What the fuck do you know, you crescent-faced, fucking hatchet-faced,
0: fucking make you sick to your stomach these talking head dumbos these dildos these doorknobs these ignoramuses they're in they're intelligible they're fucking intelligible you heard the fucking court justice you heard justice mosley he said it himself they're intelligible Mosley's ruling stems from four legal challenges by civil liberty groups, including the Canadian Civil Liberties Association (CCLA) and the Canadian Constitutional Foundation. The groups argued the Liberals exceeded their powers when they invoked the Act on February 14, 2022, in response to ongoing freedom convoy blockades in Ontario and Alberta. At the time, the Act was largely used to freeze some convoys' participants. Bank accounts, compel tow truck companies to cooperate with local police clearing out blockades, and mark parts of downtown Ottawa as a no-go zone. Emergency is not the eye of the beholder. Emergency is not in the eye of the beholder. Emergency powers are necessary in extreme circumstances, but they are also dangerous to democracy. They should be used sparingly and carefully. They cannot be used even to address a massive and disruptive demonstration if they could have been dealt with through regular policing and laws, the CCLA said in a statement. In coming To his conclusion, the judge found that using the act to create a no go zone, this is a no go zone, Justine Trudeau. In coming to his conclusion, the judge found that using the act to create a no go zone in downtown Ottawa to clear our protesters infringed on peaceful participants' freedom of expression. That bears repeating. In coming to his conclusion, the judge found that using the act to create a no-go zone in downtown Ottawa to clear our protesters infringed on peaceful participants' freedom of expression. So they infringed on peaceful protesters' right to expression. That's what the judge ruled against our prime minister. A high court in Canada found Justin Trudeau's actions were infringing on the civil liberties of peaceful protesters. Intelligible actions unnecessary. He also he also concer- he was also concerned about how government went about freezing some protesters' bank accounts without concern for collateral effects, namely on family members and joint account holders. Yeah, so like they, the government like freezed certain protesters' bank accounts. Um, Some people were supporting the trucker convoy like uh, through GoFundMe, crowd sharing, like different funding sites, PayPal, stuff like that. They froze the truckers' accounts and seized their money, in in a lot of cases. Like, what a major overreach. Unbelievable. It it was like a stick-up, like a governmental stick-up. Freeze, give me your money. Thus, the measure breached their charter right to be secure against unreasonable search and seizure, he concluded. Someone who had nothing to do with the protests could find themselves without the means to access necessary means to access necessaries for household and other family purposes while the accounts were suspended. There appears to have been no effort made to find a solution to that problem while the measures were in in effect, reads the ruling. The Emergency Act Act relies on a definition of a threat to the security of Canada embedded in the legislation that governs CSIS. When justifying its invocation of the act, the Liberals argued they had reasonable grounds to believe the protests posed a threat to national security and could be dealt with in any other way. Mostly disagreed. <laughs> so you know how sometimes... Uh, pause. Pause. I'm gonna interject here for a moment. You know how sometimes when you read an article online, um, they they can oftentimes be updated and amended. So this thing originally was very brief. When I first read this article, it was like a, a little paragraph, but it's since been updated. It's like a mouthful. So bear with me, folks, so it's very important. Um Uh Wow. Oh. The record does not support a conclusion that the convoy had created a critical urgent and temporary situation that was national in scope and could not effectively be dealt with under any other law of Canada the harm the harm ooh i got a hair in my throat. <clears> throat the harm being caused to canada's economy trade and commerce was very real and concerning but it did not constitute threats to the use of serious violence to persons or property he added the ruling does not propose any remedies nor does it declare any part of the emergencies act unconstitutional this case was not about the constitutionality of the act but rather how it was applied in this instance the judge wrote Displaying an uncommon level of introspection in a ruling, Mosley admitted that at the outset of the hearing, his view was leaning towards the belief that the government's invocation of the act was reasonable. He said he considered the events of the convoy to have gone beyond legitimate protest and were an unacceptable breakdown of public order. He also admitted that he had been at the government's table at the time of the decision, but he, ha- but he may have agreed it was necessary to invoke the act let me pause for a second here. Hey, God bless uh, Judge Mosley. Thank you for your strength and wisdom in this matter. But I mean, come on, man. There's a lot of mumbo jumbo, word salad, Dr. Seuss, mother goose, fake ass, fucking that's all folks fucking filibustering b- that's been going on throughout this whole thing. Who, what, when, where, and why, and what the fuck is COVID-19? And it was such an unprecedented thing. And it was such a savage and, and decimating thing. How it crept over society and shut everything down. So what is a reasonable way to act? Um, he says here, He considered the events of the convoy to have gone beyond legitimate protest and were an unacceptable breakdown of public order. What are you supposed to do when your government says, yo, lock yourself in your home indefinitely. Don't go to work. Don't earn an income. Let your business, let your family, let your health, let your mental well-being, let your pets, let everything just go to the wayside while we sit around and make health and financial decisions for you. We're your government. How, in a democracy, that is unacceptable. For the iron fist of the government to just crush down on you and tell you what to do like that. And they said, um, oh, oh, it was unacceptable for the truckers to do what they did. By converging on Ottawa and, and and also but also as well, everybody was forced into a lockdown against their will, against their their own better health judgment, against the wishes or the orders of their own personal doctors, beyond the wishes of their own personal health choices. so it's like, how do you tell these people to like what what disruption were they causing? And if, and if, and if the fight for freedom is an inconvenience to the citizen, then I don't know what is worth fighting for in society. If freedom and democracy aren't important things to fight for in a democracy, then what is? But, you know, I digress here. Justice Mosley definitely stepped up and, you know, added some wisdom to this whole affair. But here, let me go here. Um. I acknowledge that in conducting judicial, this is the judge here again, I acknowledge that in conducting judicial review of that decision, I am revisiting that time with the benefit of hindsight and a more extensive record of the facts and law than that which was before the government, he wrote. But months of time to carefully deliberate on the evidence and arguments, as well as arguments by the CCF and CCL, changed his mind. Their participation in these proceedings has demonstrated again the value of public interest litigants, especially in presenting informed legal argument. This case may not have turned out the way it was, the, the way it has without their involvement. He wrote. Mosley's Moseley, conclusion contrasts starkly with the commissioner Paul Rouleau, who headed the public inquiry into the government's use of the Emergencies Act last year. In his report, he concluded the liberals were justified in using the act, but appeared to leave the door open to a different conclusion by the federal government. So in a public hearing, a public inquiry, it was ruled that they were um, within their rights, the liberals, to invoke the Emergencies Act. The public inquiry found the liberals... Justin Trudeau was in his right to invoke the Emergencies Act. This federal um, inquiry by Judge Mosley finds that they were not within their rights. It was unjustified. I've concluded that Cabinet was reasonably concerned that the situation it was facing was worsening and a risk of becoming dangerous and unmanageable, he said, but noted the evidence was not overwhelming and reasonable, and informed. People could reach a different conclusion. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev also reacted to the news on X by placing the blame solely on Trudeau. He caused the crises by dividing people when he violated the charter rights to illegally suppress citizens. As PM, I will unite our country for freedom, he wrote on X. Yeah. So, that is um, an article from um, NationalPost.com. The uh, court rules Liberals' use of Emergencies Act was unjustified, unreasonable. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the act in the wake of a trucker convoy protest in downtown Ottawa in February 2022. And the federal court inquiry finds that it was unjustified.
1: So, Justin, there you go. Quick, everybody, quick, everybody, hide. The truckers are coming. The truckers are coming. Quick, everybody, quick, into the sewer, into the sewer.
0: It was unjustified. And, like, the common sense thing was, like, everything was going online at that time, right? The laptop community, the laptop industry, or the laptop demographic, people working from laptops. So what this federal inquiry has found was it was unjustified, and they jumped to conclusions. There was no need for them to take the Emergencies Act. There was no need for them to invoke it, and they could have found a different um, alternative through policing. That's what the federal um, inquiry has found. Which is such common sense what I was thinking. It's like everything is on the laptop, everything's the laptop demographic. The laptop class. Why not communicate with the Freedom Convoy via Zoom, via online streaming? Set up a camera. You know, like I can understand the Prime Minister not wanting to put his personal safety at risk. It's a big group of people demonstrating a lot of emotions, he could have easily set up a camera, got online, set up a screen on the steps of Parliament right there in Ottawa, just set up a big screen, or ask people to tune into their cell phones, tune into their smartphones, and he's going to do a broadcast, a and a take questions, hash it out, lead like a leader. No. He wanted to basically crush our liberties, our civil liberties. And, you know, um, it's a hearken to his father, um, Pierre Trudeau, who invoked the a similar type act during the FLQ crisis in the 70s. The FLQ crisis was like a French terrorist organization. And they did a whole bunch of nasty, even murders. They killed, a, it was pretty serious they were you know it's been a minute since i really thought about this or read about it but they like they they were pretty serious they had kidnapped certain people and committed some murders it was all about separating canada separating quebec from canada front de liberation du quebec however you say it the flq and they were pretty extreme they were a terrorist group and they like i said they murdered some people so pierre trudeau had invoked the War Measures Act, I believe. It was like um, martial law during the FLQ crisis to try to capture the terrorists, restore some order. I don't know. So I think it was really just. So I think the whole invocation of the Emergencies Act by Justin Trudeau, Justine Trudeau, was him trying to walk in daddy's shadow, or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Trying to get his little slice of history and be the egotistic, narcissistic, power-tripping prick that most people see him as. Your manner legs. This mimbo. You ever see this manner legs mimbo looking all cute in South Korea with your little f- fucking manner leg position poses and your little mansplaining incidents with the Prime Minister of Italy? This guy's a royal dink. A grade-A ignoramus. Inintelligible, as Judge Mosley rightly stated. So, hey, yo. That's the latest in the uh, Freedom Convoy 2022 situation. Federal court found that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau acted unjustly it was unjust unjustifiable invocation of the emergencies act yeah so more on that later waiting for developments I don't know where this whole thing is going I don't know what the resolution is going to be I don't know what but it's been a bumpy road I mean a lot of people were really put off and put out By the whole COVID-19 fiasco. I mean, I don't have to remind you, do I? Come on. Uh, Well, moving along here. On a lighter note, um, in the world of comedy, Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon, the stand-up comedy special by Ricky Gervais. Um, that dropped on Netflix recently. Um, I watched it. Hey, very enjoyable. Um, Top notch stand-up comedian Ricky Gervais. He's known for um, his sitcom developments. He did um, Extras, I believe. That was a great series. Extras, and he uh, creator of a uh, co-creator or creator of The Office. The British version, which then was later turned into the American version, right? The Office. And um, I think he had another one called Afterlife or or something along those lines, I believe. I watched it on Netflix. Um, Yeah, just a a great writer, a great actor, and also a great stand-up comedian. So this latest Endeavor by Ricky Gervais, Armageddon. Yeah, it was a great piece of stand-up. Um, but throughout the whole entire damn thing, it's like, yo, know, he's got that British accent, right? And whenever I'm listening to a British person talk, talk, it's always like a simultaneous, like, this is the most God
2: awful, annoying fucking, I said, oh, I say, blah blah it's like I want to punch that motherfucking,
0: but you know, he's so charming. It's like a flip flop thing. It's like. They just drive you nuts with that I, I call stuffy, stammering, fucking British etiquette. But then on the other hand, it's so charming as well, right? So I just, the whole time, I'm just like, I want to sock him right in the kisser. But then on the other hand, it's like, what a charming, well-spoken guy. I was just like back and forth throughout the whole fucking thing. It's a British accent, really. Don't know what to quite make of it. You know, I've been hearing it my whole life and you, you know. Make you sick to your stomach, but yet it's so endearing, you know? Hard to make tops or tails of it, to be honest with you. Um, But anyway, um, Armageddon, Ricky Gervais, very topical, very edgy. Um, What I liked about it was um, a lot of philosophizing, a lot of philosophizing about, you know, um, the current state of humanity and projections into the future and you know, um, social media and woke culture. So it was definitely one for the good guys, I would say. One for free speech, one for decency. I mean, (laughs) maybe for indecency to be decent. Decently indecent. Yeah, you know, it was decently indecent. You know, it it was all about free speech and, you know, taking the piss out of life. Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> that's what I mean. Isn't that what I mean? Isn't that what I mean? I'm asking you. Isn't that what I mean? But that's what I mean. It's like you fucking British fucking blokes are so fucking... Always look on the bright side of life. It's like that song is so charming and disgustingly annoying at the same fucking time. You know, and God bless them fucking British fucking blokes, man. They you know, they probably have some kind of smart ass well, if that's the way you feel about it, then why don't you go stick your head in a bucket? (laughs) Like they they probably have some like charming, you know, decent, morally upstanding comeback, you know? I could see it right now, some British fuck, you know, some British fucking comedian or some shit. You know, here I am. I'm like, you know, here's the thing about British accent, they're fucking annoying but yet they're charming at the same time. Something about a British guy when they're talking. On one hand, you want to punch him in the kisser. the other hand, you want to kiss him. It's like you don't know what the fuck to do when a British person starts talking. It's make you sick to your stomach, you know? Like, that's what I would say, you know? And, oh, you know, he's angry, you know? He seems all, you know, oh, you look at him, he's all worked up, you know? They say that about me. But then in retaliation or in defense, a British person would be like, oh, well, if that's the way you feel, then... Well, cheerio, old chum. You think you're making a bigger, um, hoorah about it than necessary. And if you really feel that way about it, why don't you go stick your head in a bucket? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just so fucking charming, so eloquent. You know, like, didn't tell me to fuck off, didn't call me a hack, didn't call me a loser, or anything like that. Takes the high ground. Why don't you go stick your head in a bucket? You know, like, they always have this fucking way about you know British people they always have this fucking way about them that they always they're just so charming and eloquent even when they even when you know they have every right to be upset I'm telling you right now the British accent is dog shit fucking annoying at times is it not? Oh, well there, old top, Then need to get your panties in a knicker. And if you really feel that way about
1: it, well, I say, old chum, maybe you need to give your head a scratch. Give yourself a second to, um, uh, think about your inner
0: spiritual life. Go talk to the queen mother. I mean, I guess she's dead, but go talk to the king. See what he has to say about it. And then if that doesn't work enough for you, why don't you go stick your head in a bucket? Stick my head in a bucket? Why do you got to be so eloquent? I would never think of that in a million years. You know, it's like somebody calls me a hack or a bum or, oh, you ain't no fucking funny comic. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you, buddy. Why don't you kiss my nuts? Kiss my nuts, you fucking boom clot You know, yeah, boom Kiss my fucking nuts, buddy. I say something like that. I could just imagine a British guy right now. Hey, why don't you go stick your head in a bucket? <laughs> and then, like, you know... Chicks think that British guys have, like, sexy accents and shit. Make you sick to your stomach. Anyway. Armageddon by Ricky Gervais. Hey, yo. Another banger by Ricky. And um, we're looking forward to, I mean... I think he's, uh, in terms of the whole... Um, also, what he's really well known for is Golden Globes. Um, He's going to be the reigning champ... For the foreseeable future, you know um, Joe Joe Coy, Joe Coy went and um, hosted the Golden Globes recently. I saw most of his opening monologue. I saw his opening monologue. Joy Coy, renowned stand-up comic, weathered professional, self-producing like a mother, like a beast, self-producing, get up and go like he's a legit comic. I saw his. Uh, he took the gig on like a ten-day notice. He was actually quite funny at times, but I mean that's a tough room. That's a tough, nasty, narcissistic, ego-driven spot. And I could see totally like a Ricky Gervais. I mean, I think Ricky Gervais is going to be the only guy to really be able to hold that spot down for this foreseeable future, even if I mean, if anybody even wants that fucking gig. Apparently nobody even really wants that gig anymore. But, um, you know, Joe Coy, he did a decent job. I thought he was funny. Some of the jokes were quite funny, and he was well-poised. But you could see he was, you know, he he had to struggle, and he had to struggle because it was a shit audience. They, you know, I mean, and also as well, I mean, Joe as successfully as he is as a stand-up, and he sells out arenas and stuff like that. I don't know him to be... Um, in their world, you know, their Hollywood world. So he's somewhat of an outsider coming in and giving them the business, so of course they're going to look at him sideways. Whereas Ricky, with The Office, with various film roles that he had done, with a lot of his A-list status, he was a bit of an insider, you know? So he, he was worthy to make fun of the worthy, you know what I mean? Worthy to make fun of the worthy. So it's like, Ricky's got that spot for the foreseeable future. Even if that's a coveted spot, who fucking knows. Or Chappelle. I could see Chappelle in there. Because, you know, Chappelle's got um, the humor and the grace and the leeway that, you know, it, it would almost be an honor to be made fun of by Chappelle in a setting like that. You know, it would be like, oh, you made the hit list. You made Chappelle's shit list I mean, to get roasted by Chappelle would be good for someone's career you know, it's I'd have a lot of attention, right? So, anyway Ricky Gervais, Armageddon great special and his uh, Golden Globes spot that's going to be his for the next foreseeable future if he wants it, if anybody else wants it I mean, seems like a fucked up gig anyway, right? So, but at least hey, It's good for Ricky. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, I guess. That doesn't make much sense, but I said it anyway. Moving right along here. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle made some comments recently and got into a bit of a stage kerfuffle with a fellow comedian, D. Ray Davis, in
2: regards to some of the statements that Cat Williams made on the Club Shae Shae Podcast. You know what's going on, Atlanta? You know, it's raining, it's sleeting, it's snowing. A pimp don't know what to wear. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, Fucking Chappelle went off. Uh, we didn't really go off. Um, let me tell you here. So, first of all, if you've seen this clip, shout out to MREC TV. MREC TV. Like that's the most exciting thing about this whole Dave Chappelle and D. Ray Davis situation is you know, the most entertaining thing about it to me is MREC TV. Like whoever <laughs> whoever got this footage, um, it's underscored by this MREC TV plug. So shout out to MREC TV you know, that's hype, you know, it's just like, yeah, what, thuggin'? I'm feeling that, you know, it just sounds cool, MREC TV, it's most interesting thing about this whole situation, but check it, the beef is like, yeah, Dave's on stage, he's doing a show, um, I think it's at the Improv, I don't know what branch, I don't know where, I don't know what, but it says Improv on the back, on the background. So he's on stage, and it's a strange kind of a setup, because generally speaking, stand-up comic, the only person on stage during stand-up comic, stand-up comedy, is the comedian. So already, the whole context of the video is kind of debatable, because it didn't really seem like a typical stand-up comedian show. Because Dave's on stage, he's got the microphone, but on stage as well, just behind him, there's like a couple comedians. There's a few comedians. D. Ray Davis being one of them. They're just like chilling on the stage. So I'm not really sure to the context of the show to begin with. I'm not really sure what the context of the performance was. Was he doing like a drop-in spot? Was it like a, a themed comedy show? Sometimes comedy shows do themes, different scenarios. Maybe it wasn't a traditional Stand-up comedy set he was doing, so it, the context of the performance was kind of strange to begin with, because of that fact. You got comedians on the stage, and come on, trust me. Myself, I'm a comedian. In my world, as a stand-up comedian, I don't want nobody on my stage when I'm performing. You know, it's I mean, for for goodness sake, for good for goodness gravy, like if I'm if I'm blessed enough to do a set. If I'm charmed enough to do a set, can I do my set? You know, I don't want no other comic chilling in the background and hanging out on the stage. Can I have my time? So, like, in my world, an up-and-comer, it's like, I'm the only one on my stage when I'm performing. So, something was kind of suspect about this, because, I mean, in Dave's world... Headliner, world renowned Dave Chappelle. Like a Dave Chappelle comedy show is the height of comedy. Where, what other type of, what other comedy show are you going to? You know, it's like Dave Chappelle's like, that's the top of the food chain. So it's like, that's what I mean by why I question it. Because even when I'm doing stand up comedy, I don't want some comic on the stage while I'm doing it. Right. Dave's up there and they've got all these comics in the background chilling. I don't know what was going on. It was like, so again, the context of the show was kind of weird to begin with. Anyways, Dave gets into it. He starts talking, he starts talking, he's going, he's going. And yo, okay, first of all, like, um, everyone pretty much knows, like Dave, high profile comic, he always asks his audience to turn off their cell phones, turn off the cell phones, He's working shit out. He's trying stuff out. That's what comics do. So, you know, he's just loosely talking some shit on stage. Then he gets into the Cat Williams. Club Shay Shay.
2: You know. You know, something. I used to read 3,000 books a year. By the time I was 7 years old. I've been pimping and pimping and pimping. Reading books.
0: So, he's going on about Cat Williams. I mean, he's he's not doing Cat Williams impersonations. But he's just talking about it. And what he really does say... He's not going into any, he's not really getting into it too much. But what he basically does, he starts going, um, you know, why did Cat go after, if you're going to go after the Illuminati, why go after Cedric the Entertainer? That's what sparked it. He started talking about Cat Williams, started talking about Cedric the Entertainer. He starts saying, like, um, why are you going after Cedric the Entertainer? Is he a part of the Illuminati? No, he's just Cedric the Entertainer, blah, 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 which incites D. Ray Davis to get up. So D. Ray Davis, he's like sitting behind Chappelle on stage. Again, very weird. He's on stage sitting behind Dave Chappelle and he just kind of gets up and starts talking. It's like calling some shit out. And the gist of it's kind of like, yo, like um, the gist of it is D-Ray's basically saying comedy's been boring. Cat is bringing competitiveness, competitiveness back to stand-up comedy. Comedy's competitive. So that's what D-Ray's basically saying as a rebuttal to Dave's
2: comment. Dave goes, yeah, what's with fucking? Or how do you do? You know, it's Dave. You know, y'all y'all y- 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 niggas gonna be going after Cedric the Entertainer. Like, how, why are you going after Cedric the Entertainer? I mean, come on, dog, ain't no Illuminati.
0: And then D. Ray Davis is like, yo, Cat's right. Cat's bringing competitiveness back to stand up comedy. It's been boring. Cat's right. So he's like defending Cat Williams, this D. Ray Davis, and D. Ray Davis. Um, he's a I would, I, would, I would say he is a successful comedian. Um, he's, he's won some comedy competitions. He's fairly high profile. I would say a lot of people would recognize him. He's done television. He's been in a few movies. He's like a... I would say he's one of those kind of comics that you see him and you go, oh, isn't that guy a comic? Oh, I've seen him on TV. Oh, I, he's like a, you know, like he's, he's doing well for himself. He's on a Dave Chappelle show. So, I mean, he's he's doing his thing. You know, he's not quite in the same arena as some of these key players we're talking about with the Cat Williams and Club Shea, Shea interview, but, you know, he's doing his thing, this D-Ray Davis. So he goes into it on Chappelle. Cat's being competitive. Cat's being competitive. And then Dave's like, um... Dave goes,
2: um... Well, you know, um, damn, what y'all niggas ain't whatever. I never, I never, whatever, whatever.
0: You know, I'm kind of paraphrasing, I'm summing up, but basically what Dave said was like, whatever. Like, yo, whatever. Why is Cat going after the black comics? Cat didn't go after the white comics whatever whatever so that's my first issue with it because number 1 in dave's defense he is a peer of cat williams he's as, and as he mentioned he's been in the game of comedy for like 40 plus years so his attention and his viewpoint is different than the audience You know, he's aware of Cat Williams and he's aware of industry and he's aware of current events. But is he really hanging on every word? He's not hanging on every word the way a typical audience member would. Oh my God, did you see the Cat Williams interview? Everybody wants to talk about it. Dave, he had dropped his special, The Dreamer. You know, New Year's Eve, 2024. He's doing his thing. He's not hanging on every word that Cat says, but he's aware. But he's getting a few things wrong. First of all, Cat didn't say that Cedric was a part of the Illuminati, the general Illuminati. Cat Williams' allegation was that Cedric the Entertainer stole his joke. Apparently, there's a joke that Cat Williams does. He did it like on Comic View, BET, back in like 1998, I believe. It was this gig, it was this big physical act-out type of joke about black people driving a car or something like that. Cedric Entertainer, in the film special Kings of Comedy, he closes his set with a similar routine about black people driving a spaceship. And there's a lot of allegations and a lot of talk but that's the basic gist of it. Kat is accusing Cedric the Entertainer of stealing a joke. He's not accusing him of being a part of the Illuminati. And secondly, um, you know, if you're going to say anything... Like, I mean, I know it's a, I know Dave was just doing a impromptu... He was just doing a typical comedy set. Another day at the office, on stage, doing comedy, working it out, having a few drinks, feeling good, whatever run in his mouth that's what we do as comics though if you're gonna say nothing you might as well say nothing because he didn't say anything he really was just like well whatever you know well whatever to what cat's saying whatever i mean why are you going after cedric whatever i mean whatever about the cat williams viewpoint and just whatever whatever Why aren't you going after black comedians? Why aren't you Why aren't you going after Why are you only going after black comedians? Why aren't you going after these white boys? And again, Dave missing a major piece of the conversation. Cat did. He went after the top white boy, top dog, not top G. uh, Andrew uh, Tate, not top G, but the the other top dog, um, Joe Rogan. He went after the other top white boy, Joe Rogan. I mean, if you're going to insult a white comedian, a white comedian, I mean, who bigger than Joe Rogan? So, you know, Cat went after Joe Rogan in the whole Joe Rogan sphere. So, you know, he's telling, he's saying that Cat... He's saying that Cat is saying that Cedric's a part of the Illuminati. Cat didn't say that. He's saying that Cat should just, whatever, forget it. What? <laughs> what co- yeah, whatever with your grievances. What kind of a thing is that to say? If someone has a problem or a grievance, they they have, they have their problem. They have their grievance. What co- yeah, whatever to your problems. They don't really make much sense. And then also, um, yeah, Cat did go after white boy comics and their whole
2: consort. It's a consortium. Oh, Shannon, I'm not just saying these motherfuckers are doing this shit by coincidence. It's a consortium. It's a conglomeration. Yeah, you know, these niggas be, you know, Joe's been putting on the same six niggas that ain't ever been funny. The same motherfuckers that ain't ever, Joe don't want me on his podcast. It's a consortium. So there you have it. It's
0: a you know Joe Cat's attacking white comics. He's attacking black comics. He's attacking Cedric for stealing allegedly stealing his joke. Allegedly, he's making all these allegations. And then Dave basically whittles it down to okay, whatever, Cat. Cedric's not part of the Illuminati. Why are you only going after black comics? Why aren't you going after white comics? Which again wasn't true. He did go after. He went after everybody. Cat went like nuclear on everybody. That's part of why that interview on Club Shay Shay went so viral. He just shit on the whole industry. <laughs> shit on everybody. <laughs> and um so then D-Ray, he's just you know, this D-Ray Davis, you know, that's where he takes Umbrage and he's talking at Dave, talking at Dave, talking at Dave. And yo, it's kind of crazy when you think about it because yo, Dave's a goat and it was just so weird to see Dave approached on stage like that by uh, another fellow comedian. And again, the the whole context of the show was kind of weird because you had comics sitting on the stage. So it's like D-Ray didn't really rush. Like, I couldn't say D-Ray rushed the stage. He was on the stage. He just stood up and started talking. So, I mean, you can misconstrue it, you can misconstrue it, and you can comment on it, and D-Ray rushes the stage, or D-Ray... Interrupts Dave, but really, it's not, it's kind of a weird gray area. All he, he, what he really did was he just stood up and started talking, talking at Dave, rebutting Dave. Though, I mean, it's comedy 101, man. It's like the last thing a comedy comic wants is someone to interrupt their flow, to talk over their set. So, I mean, it was a pretty, I mean, their peers, their friends, Dave knows D-Ray. He commented on D-Ray's uh, performance. I guess they see themselves as peers, but I'm telling you right now, even on my level, as a if, my, you know, if I'm doing... If I'm on stage and one of my peers stands up and starts berating me and interrupting me and, you know, calling bullshit on my set, calling bullshit on my opinion in the middle of my set, it's... That's a problem. It's pretty you know it's it's one of those things where it's just it's just such bad business. I'm not saying that that means like um, the friendship's over and it's all in out war, but you can't deny it's bad business. It's just a bad look. So I mean, I know that for my career, so I'm, I'm looking at Dave, the goat, you know, another fellow comedian just standing up there and berating him and shutting him down and they're going back and forth with the mic. Dave gave him the mic and he's talking on the mic and then Dave was trying to reach for the mic. It was really weird to see. It was really weird for to see someone talking at Dave to the point in which the goat had to give up the microphone. He gave up the microphone to D-Ray and D-Ray was going off. You know, Dave, you're a superhero. You have to act different. I mean, Cat didn't come up in the game the way you did, and because you're in the game the way you are, you have to be a superhero, you have to be an example, and D-Ray's saying that, and then Dave's trying to get the microphone back, and it was weird. So long story short, from my viewpoint, m wreck TV. <laughs> shout out to mrec tv because the whole time during this kerfuffle mrec tv is just like playing in the background i'm just like word yo go get that paper mrec mrec tv do your thing and i don't know man like it was just a strange look i didn't really get it i didn't really like to see like first of, and i want to again in defense of d-ray um It seemed like an untraditional show to begin with. D-Ray was already on the stage, so it's not like he rushed the stage. He just kind of stood up and started talking. And again, I don't know, was that a part of the theme of the show? where the comedians kind of roasting each other, going in on each other, speaking over each other? Like, was it just like a jam? Was it just like a comedy jam? Because the context of the show was kind of weird to begin with. Got comedians all over the stage. So, so in defense of D. Ray, and D. Ray made his point. He stood with Cat, and he's saying Dave should move differently because he's a superhero and blah blah blah. But I mean, hey yo, man, whether you're, whether you're two feet tall or whether you're fifty two at five foot two like Cat Williams, fifty two at five foot two, or if you're fucking Godzilla of standup comedy, man, you have a right to have your opinion. That's what comedy's about. It's about free speech. So. The whole thing about Dave being a superhero and he has to move differently, act differently. I personally don't agree with that. Everyone has the right to be who they want to be, how they want to be. We're individuals. So, I don't I really don't understand that argument. That's how D Ray felt, okay, whatever. He he has his right to his opinion. And 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 Dave, yo, know, like I understand he was just doing a set, but in all honesty, Considering he said nothing, he seemed to have said a lot. Because he didn't say anything. He's just like, whatever, to what Kat says. Whatever. I mean, get, like, he just basically said, like, get over it. Who cares? Like, whatever. you. Somebody stole your joke. Somebody didn't steal your joke. The Illuminati exists. The Illuminati doesn't exist. Like, whatever. And it's really kind of weird hearing that from Dave, considering the whole, like, you know, gallivanting off the fucking... Timbuktu, he's off in Africa, some fucking place, you know, during the Chappelle show hiatus and all the stuff he went through in his career. It was kind of weird to hear Dave just be like, well, whatever to these. He basically just said whatever to. (laughs) He said nothing, basically. For everything he said, he said nothing. He was like, whatever to whatever Kat says, whatever, and whatever. Kind of strange to hear from Dave, of all people, but. I don't know. Yo, comment. What are your thoughts? Love to hear them. Well, that about does it for another episode of Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast. Certainly enjoyed speaking with you all today. Till next time, folks. Hallelujah. It's your old Tucker buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Signing off from duty on this magnificent January 26th in the year of our Lord, 2024. Yeah, um, Freedom Convoy 2022, let's get it, you know, let's get that progress, let's get the word out, man, it was unjustified, A bunch of ignoramuses in government, Canada, um, Ricky Gervais, Armageddon, great show, check it out, great special, it's on Netflix, and Dave Chappelle, yeah, The Goat, going toe-to-toe with The Goat, Cat Williams. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramturan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gigs, guffaws, chortles, please, help my black ass out, share me with a friend. Until next time, folks, you live it, you love it, you realize it.
1: A'ight? Peace!